This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go. Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Someone who is arguably the best wide receiver in all of football, that Antonio Brown, is now an Oakland Raider. What's going on, Raider Nation? Welcome back after our one-week break. We're rolling into episode 34, Hot. This episode will be brought to you by Blue Wire and Harry's. They're bringing you the best shave on the market. But I'll tell you what, after taking our week off, there's been a lot of stuff that happened. And even though there's some news that's breaking down, we're also going to bring you a little bit different dynamic this week. We're going to jump into a little bit of fantasy football. We're coming into the beginning of preseason training camps coming around the corner i'm sure a lot of you fantasy football addicts are already jumping into a bunch of drafts already doing all your mocks so we're going to break down what it takes uh going into fantasy football going into some of these drafts as a raiders fan but before we get into that like i said we missed a week and also it just so happens we missed a lot of big news sorry every once in a while i gotta take a week off for my sanity also we have a little bit of a house add-on going on so things are hectic last week while i wasn't recording i'm over here setting fence posts getting ready for concrete we're doing a bedroom add-on a lot of things are going down over here at the raider cody compound i'll tell you what but without a doubt I'm ready to get back into it. I'm ready to get back down to recording. I'm itching to talk about all this stuff going down. So let's jump into some of the Raiders news last week that we missed. First off, shout out Manny Douglas. His aunt has announced that she is cancer free. Congrats, Manny. I tell you what, cancer is an ugly thing. Uh, prayers out to all families that have been affected by cancer. But I'll tell you one thing, hearing news like this, Gives me some hope. It's always good to see cancer getting kicked in the butt. But now, first and foremost, since we haven't had a chance to talk about it, the NFL has announced that Richie Incognito has been suspended for the first two games of the season. So he'll be missing both the home games before we go on our long road trip. So in fact, you won't be seeing Richie in Ring Central here in Oakland until November 3rd, our Week 9 matchup versus the Lions. Dude, that's absolute craziness. As you remember from my talk with Ian Rappaport in the beginning of June on episode 29, a suspension was definitely expected. He even guessed it would be two games. We originally held off on signing him, if you guys remember, to find out the severity of the suspension. Obviously, the Raiders liked what they heard, so missing him for two games shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. Josh Jacobs has officially signed his rookie contract. 
Now, given the history of running backs and their short careers, I think it was important for Josh and his agent to work out a deal to fully benefit his talents and the usage that the Raiders are going to get out of him. Because I think he had kind of a little bit of leverage going into this. He's clearly coming in as the bell cow back, and you never know what can happen to him, You know, especially even given his college history and his very low usage there. Um, He's jumping into a huge role, something that he's definitely not used to. So I'm glad that they were able to work out a deal that makes the fourth year of his contract fully guaranteed. That's huge for a running back. So now that that's all behind us, everything's worked out. The Raiders organization is happy. Josh Jacobs and I think his agent are happy as well. So now Josh has his sights set on becoming the Offensive Rookie of the Year. News broke that Rolando McClain looks to make a return to the NFL. After being arrested for third-degree assault, menacing, reckless, endangering, discharging a firearm within city limits, giving false names to cops while getting a window tent ticket, firearm and drug charges, he graduated from the University of Alabama a couple years ago, and the almost 31-year-old Rolando McClain is trying one last time for a shot in the NFL. The Raiders have signed offensive guard Jonathan Cooper to a one-year deal. Cooper signs with the Raiders after five NFL seasons with the Washington Redskins, Dallas Cowboys, Cleveland Browns, and Arizona Cardinals. He has appeared in 46 career games with 31 starts. Cooper originally entered the league with the Cardinals as a first-round draft pick, seventh overall in 2013. Obviously, a lot of people have already dubbed Cooper, especially with the teams that he's already played for, as a bit of a draft bust being the seventh overall pick. But I believe Cooper will come in and immediately compete for a spot on the 53-man roster. With Richie Incognito missing the first two games of the season, there will be a heavy competition between Denzel Good, who's currently actually listed as a tackle, Lester Cotton, and now Cooper. Although I think the spot on the 53 may come down to either Jonathan Cooper or Jordan Devy, who both come in with the ability to play offensive guard or even center. Having a backup that will have the type of ability to essentially, you know, save us a roster spot for another position, you know, since they have a player that can play both, that's going to be huge. So I think that what this comes down to is Jonathan Cooper or Jordan Devy. So that's definitely a camp competition to look out for. Not necessarily a flashy signing, but it's another camp battle for us to keep an eye on. The Raiders have signed wide receiver Damon Ray Pearsonell. He initially signed on April 8th, but was cut three weeks later. Now that he has returned, wide receiver Saeed Blacknall was waived in a corresponding move. And finally, at the end of the week, the Raiders Stadium in Las Vegas has crossed the halfway point now considered 51% complete. The build still has its sights set on being complete July 31st, 2020. So obviously for being the slow time of year, uh, we still got a lot of announcements. We went through a lot of stuff that's going down right now uh, in the middle of July, but there's a lot to look forward to. We're uh, less than a week now away from training camp. Things are heating up. Everybody's getting ready. I think the players are getting pumped up. I'm getting pumped up. I don't know how you guys feel. We're rolling in hot. And like I said earlier, last week, the structure was a little bit different than what we're used to. This week, it's going to be the same thing. I'm hitting you guys with a one-time, with an annual episode that's going to be completely different. Uh, We're going to be talking about fantasy football here. 
Everybody's into it. And just so happens that the podcast launched its own league. Actually, a matter of fact, about five different leagues. We're going to get into that later. But first, we're going to jump into this fantasy football topic. And instead of having a normal high-profile guest of what you guys have been used to during this slow time, I'm going to bring in a buddy of mine, a fellow podcaster, another avid Raiders fan, a very big fantasy football fanatic. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to come back with my buddy from the 2-on-1 Fantasy Football Podcast, Tommy Molio. Joining me now is a buddy of mine from the two-on-one fantasy football podcast, Tommy Molio. Man, what's going on, dude? Hey, what's going on, Raider Cody? Not much, man. Just uh, enjoying the season, getting ready to fire up. And more importantly, uh, I just started thinking about this because I got my company fantasy football draft coming up soon. There's a little bit of uh, extracurricular activities for us football fans coming up soon. So I wanted to chat a little fantasy football with you, man. Yeah, it's uh, my favorite time of the year. We're about, what, like five weeks from, from kickoff, at mm-hmm. least for preseason. So, yeah, I'm getting pumped. It's, 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 almost, it's around the corner, so I'm excited. Exactly, man. So what I wanted to talk about with you is mainly for us Raider fans in the draft. And the issue is, uh, if you ever go to any drafts with, you know, just the, the casual fantasy footballer, and they might be a Raider fan, you know what they're going to do? They're going to go into that draft. And they're going to overdraft every single Raiders player. And before you know it, they have a Raiders football, fantasy football team. So we need to, uh, we need to kind of break that up a little bit, man. You ready for it? Yeah. Yeah. You, we, you know, we all, we're all homers. We're all Raider fans. <laughs> when it comes to fantasy football, you can't be a homer. I know you want to, but you really can't. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to try and find a happy medium here. And we're just going to take it from the top, Tommy. Looking at Antonio Brown. Obviously... If we're focused on just the drafts right now, or should I say mostly the value of our best Raiders players in the drafts, Antonio Brown's clearly the best. So he's been a first-round pick probably for, what, the last five years, six years? So people are now starting to kind of peg him just a little bit lower now. Where has his average pick been, or where should I say, where's he dropping to now? Yeah, I mean, Antonio, you know, has the last six seasons, uh, consecutive 1000 yard seasons. I mean, he's been a wide receiver one for six years. So yeah, just because he's going to the Raiders that has a lot of people dropping him on, on their boards and in their rankings, fancy pros, uh, expert consensus rankings has him at wide receiver seven Oof. and, and going at an ADP of, of 18th overall. So, Oof. you know, in a standard 10, 12 man league, you know, that's mid to lower second round. And, you know, I, I I get it in a way with the uncertainty of him going to a new team and him getting used to that new team. But at the same time, it's Antonio Brown. Yeah. And Antonio Brown's going to do what Antonio Brown has been doing. And mm-hmm. if you follow him on social media, the guy's working. You know, he's working out everywhere. We were in Maui at the same time, and he was still working out. I was on the beach. He was working out. That's all this guy does. So there's no reason to even really think that he's going to, produce way less than he's going to do so yeah antonio brown's going uh mid second round there's a lot of guys that are really good and depending on your format 
Um, you may want to have a tight end before him or certain other players, but don't sleep on Antonio. He's going to put up the yards. He's going to get the catches. Uh, I have him statted out for 100 receptions for 1,200 mm-hmm. yards and 12 touchdowns. There you go. That's still wide receiver six numbers. So don't. Uh, so so yeah. So you want to only get him, you know, at that second round pick six, pick five. Pair him with someone like uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, Michael Thomas, maybe, and okay. you're going to be gold. Okay. So now here's the thing is you want to make sure, I mean, for me going into at least, you know, I do, I do multiple leagues usually a year and I'm looking at this thing is I have to land Antonio Brown in one of my drafts. So if I go to my final draft and I haven't landed Antonio Brown yet and I have, let's say it's a 10 team league. I got like the third or fourth pick in the second round. Do I pull the trigger on him? Is that a safe bet? I would pull the trigger on him. You know, you definitely have to, in any draft, you have to read your league mates and kind of know or at least try to read where you think the players are going to go, you know, because you always want to go for value. Um, even though, you know, I have them ranked that high, other players might not, you know. So if you can cool. get them at the third, you know, if you're towards the end, if you have that late second pick, you know, at 211, uh, 210, right at the turn, um, you might be able to wait, you know. But if you want to get Antonio Brown, I would take him anywhere from that fifth pick on in the second round. Gotcha. So Raider Nation, this message is for you. If you want Antonio Brown, you have a pick in the second round, he's still there, just grab him. Don't even worry about where where you're at. Just get that sucker right there. So moving on down the board to Josh Jacobs, um, pretty much our most likely, I guess, rookie workhorse. Uh, Jacobs, you know, he has one, he has a chance to be one of those, in my opinion, and I haven't done any drafts yet, so don't hold me to this, but he has a chance to be one of those kind of early to mid-round rookie running backs that really shake up that fantasy football league. You know what I mean? They really burst onto the scene. So, you know, everyone sees these guys available and they know that there's a chance that they could be a steal, but they also kind of know those unknown risks that come along with it. Right. Um, where have you seen JJ coming off the board this year? Uh, I, the earliest I've seen JJ uh, is in the late third round in some drafts. Um, okay. I don't know if we had a homer in that league, but <laughs> where, where his ADP currently is at is at 59. So that puts okay. you... Late fifth, fifth round, uh, late fifth yeah. round, early sixth round. Um, he's the running back twenty three currently, and, and and I think that's right, and I think that's a right where to right place to put him. JJ yeah. is definitely the running back that's going to get the most opportunities out of all these rookie running backs. David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, those guys are really good, but no one's going to get the opportunity like JJ to touch the ball right away, get on the field right away. However, that being said. He's no Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And and you don't need to go for him in the second round or even that third round. That's definitely too early. Um, I have him statted out for 200 carries for 900 yards and six touchdowns with 45 receptions for 380 yards and four touchdowns. It's solid, but it's not running back one. And so you don't want to reach for him too early, even though he's going to get those opportunities. You want to wait. Get him at the earliest, at the middle or early fifth round. And if he's still there by the sixth or seventh, grab him. I would take him right then. That's definitely the play right there. Gotcha. So I'm going to put you, I'll put you in uh, my realistic situation. We have a keeper league at our shop league, and it's actually only a two player keeper league. So our first two rounds, of course, will go to whoever was on our team. And then, unfortunately, I hate to admit this right now on the podcast, uh, but I didn't make the playoffs in that league, so I tanked it. Right, I tanked it to make sure I got the first pick this year. Nice. coming out of you know coming out of the draft. So I got I got the first pick in the technically the third round. Uh, do you think pulling the trigger on him there, or am I better off 
you think i mean here's the thing is probably eight of the 10 people that i'm playing with are raiders fans mm-hmm. or do you think i'm better off still just mm-hmm. playing it safe mm-hmm. and trying to get them at the end of the fourth see and that's that's the hard part right that's that's what i was talking about earlier with with reading uh your draft mates reading who yep. who's gonna go there you know and um, i've been in leagues with steeler fans and um one league with a Tampa Bay Bucks fan where he took Doug Martin first overall in like 2014. You might have to do it if that's your guy. And, you know, and and if that's your guy, you know, then take him. But in a regular standard draft, if, if he's going to be gone in the third because someone else is going to take him, then, yeah, take it. But but if you can wait, then I would wait. Now I'm going to be I'm going to I think I'm going to bank on him hopefully sliding into that late fourth for me yeah i think that'd be a perfect spot i'd feel i'd feel like that's a steal in that league to be able to get josh jacobs at that point i'm even in another scenario um as you heard with the melvin gordon news i'm not one Mm -hmm. uh, i don't try and play a whole lot of homerism in a fantasy football believe it or not raider cody does not uh be super uh, (laughs) homeristic i guess on fantasy football but one thing that I have an issue with is having division rival players on my team. It drives me absolutely nuts. It drives me nuts. Yes. So I tried last year. I forget who I had as my running back. I tried to flip him. I flipped him for Melvin Gordon. I was going to eventually try and flip him for Saquon Barkley. Couldn't get it done. So I got stuck with Melvin Gordon before the trade deadline ended there. And uh, now I'm stuck here with DeAndre Hopkins and Melvin Gordon probably being my two keepers. But, ooh, Melvin Gordon possibly yeah. – uh, getting traded man i hate to see him leaving a, a powerhouse offense like that for my fantasy football team well and, and i'm exactly like you i hate drafting charger players i yeah. hate drafting chiefs not so much broncos diff, definitely a different story but even though i said you can't be a homer it's so hard to do it and i agree with you and and i'm in the draft right now where my first pick was melvin gordon and i was excited and that was on monday <laughs> and then the news came out today oh I'm not as excited anymore <laughs> and i feel really bad about it because i like you know you you told yourself you could trust it you can be okay with it you can take that yeah. division rivalry pick and and live with it but yeah uh, i'm right Karma. there with you um but to be <laughs> honest with you um you know, I don't want to toot my horn too much, but if you listen to our podcast, the two on one from the early days of last year, I kind of called the Le'Veon Bell holdout uh, for all of last season. I knew it was going to happen. I just had this feeling, and I was absolutely right. I don't have the same feeling about Melvin Gordon. Okay. Uh, partly because of the Le'Veon Bell situation, partly because everyone got to see what happened when you don't pay your star player. You know, pay Good. the man, give him his money. So I think they're going to pay him or at the very least get trading and he's not going to hold out all year like Le'Veon Bell did and you're going to be screwed holding him. But if he gets traded, I still think he's going to be, he's a great running back. He was great coming out of Wisconsin. And so he's going to continue to be great almost anywhere else he goes because it's not like the Chargers have this super dynamic offensive line that, you know, is only going to uh, fit or, you know, it's not like the Steelers where anyone could be good yeah. there type of thing or the, or the Cowboys, anyone could be good with that offensive line. Um, so I think you're going to be fine there, you know? And so um, definitely don't panic. I'm not, I'm trying not to panic, um, <laughs> but by week two, if he's not back yeah, maybe you want to sell it pretty high. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's my, my goal anyways, no matter what, like I said, I can't hardly do division division rival players are hard for me. And even my, my other thing is I have to look at the Raiders schedule too. Cause sometimes I try even a, avoid mm-hmm. some of the players on teams that we're going to be playing because i have never ever ever started a player um that was playing against us that week ever uh, i don't care if it was levy on bell Ooh. i don't care who it is <laughs> i bench them whenever they play us that's yeah it's that's it's, true right there that's real raider love right there i mean i don't, don't want to say <laughs> yeah i don't want to say that that's being a homer i just i just can't do it on sunday man i can't have 
I don't I don't want that feeling where you know all of a sudden uh, you know Melvin Gordon breaks it off a fifty uh, yard <laughs> touchdown run against us. But I have that little bit of satisfaction, like, ooh, that was good fantasy football points. I don't want that. I don't oh, want yeah. that. Yeah, no. I feel you. I, I had Antonio Brown last year and went to the Raiders uh, versus Steelers game in Oakland when, you know, Raiders won. And as, you know, I started Antonio Brown anyway, but they shut him down. So uh, oh. I was not happy fantasy, but oh. I was way happy for real life. And I'll take that yeah. one any day and I'll take the zero points. Exactly. So instead of me getting a little satisfaction out of bad plays, now I'm just extra mad because then <laughs> broke off a 50-yard touchdown run and I'm over here kicking myself. That was a 10-point play. You know, yeah, that's how it goes, but it's all right. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but moving down now, those are pretty much our two main guys that obviously you're going to be targeting early in your draft as starters on your roster. Um, but digging a little bit, uh, a borderline player here that could be playing maybe uh, some flex, but he's definitely going to be uh, on everyone's bench pretty much in all of our leagues, Tyrell Williams. And I kind of like talking about this guy because not only is I – I think he's getting a little slept on just in our offense mm-hmm. overall. So is he still – is he getting slept on in fantasy drafts or where is Tyrell Williams going? 100% agree. I think totally being slept on. Um, actually talked to someone on Twitter the other day who was super high and said like they're taking Tyrell Williams in the third round. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, more power to you. And I, and I think he has that potential. He definitely showed that potential at times, um, when he was with the chargers to be a a wide receiver one, or at least put up close to low end wide receiver one numbers, high end wide receiver two. Um, but since they got Mike Williams, you hadn't seen that production from Tyrell. So, Moving to the Raiders, I think that's a perfect situation for him. I think no way he's going to be wide receiver one. Antonio, Antonio's that guy. He's going to take that spot. But it leaves a really good situation for Tyrell on the outside um, to put up some really good numbers. Right now, he's ranked at wide receiver 59 um, in consensus ranks. You know, So hmm. that's about an ADP of you know, 154. So, um, you know, if you're in a standard 10 man league for redraft, that's typically only 15 rounds. I mean, that's at the very end, you know? Um, and, and I think his, I think his ADP is low because people are hating on Antonio. So (laughs) I, I don't think there's any love going to Tyrell for most people, but Tyrell has been viable the last couple of years and, and he's still a good play. Um, that being said, I, I have him statted out um, for 50 receptions, uh, 800 yards, and six touchdowns. And in a PPR league, a points per reception league, that's still putting you at that's putting you at 166 points, which is about a wide receiver three, wide receiver four range. So if you're getting Tyrell Williams in the late rounds of a draft, round 12, 13 plus, you're probably getting a steal there because he's yeah. going to perform much higher than where his ADP is at. Yeah, exactly. And people got to remember that this has never been uh, Derek Carr has never been that quarterback or for the most part at all. Our offense in recent years has never been an offense to feed a wide receiver. I get that Antonio Brown is here, but we even did the same thing with Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree. One could argue maybe that one player was better than the other, but they both had equal opportunity, mainly because obviously one team is probably gonna be focused on one guy one game. Mm And you're just going to be letting it off to the other. So as soon as we get to a team that is so game planned against Antonio Brown, guess who's going to be eaten? I guarantee you it's going to be Tyrell Williams. Yep. So, I mean, me personally, you're saying round 15. I'm probably pulling the trigger round 12. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of where I'd be. I'd be shooting for him in that range. Yeah. I, I to me, that's, that's, uh, that's comfortable. I want to... 
I want to make sure he's on my bench. You know what I mean? And that's, uh, you know, I get all my starters lined out. I get my, my flex. I get my, my just in case guys, maybe like, hey, oh, well, that's a good steal somewhere in the, you know, eighth, ninth round. Um, coming around around round 12, I think that's where I'm looking for uh, Tyrell Williams for sure. Um, but outside of him, is there anybody else on our offense, weapon wise, skill position wise, running back, wide receiver, tight end, uh, maybe a maybe a Darren Waller? Has Waller been coming off mm-hmm, boards mm-hmm. at all? Has anybody been coming off? Who, what what other Raider players are out there? Yeah, um, you know, and and someone that was coming off hot from last year was Jalen Richard. Okay, um, a lot of people were were picking him up mid season. Uh, especially in PPR leagues. He was getting a ton of catches. Uh, we knew how many times Derek Hart checked down to Jalen yep. Richard. Um, you know, so that was gold last year. That, that was that was a money play. I don't see Jalen catching as many balls as he did this year because Josh Jacobs can catch. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs yeah. is going to take some of that. Now, I, I don't think, I still think Jalen Richard is going to get third down back roll, uh, work. And, and I still have him getting about 450 yards off of 50 catches. You know, and so he, like um, Marshawn Lynch, he's going to be closer to where he was in 2017. You're going to see Jalen Shard regress a little bit back to 2017 and not put up as good of numbers as he did in 2018. That being said, he's going right now about running back 60, 63, around 200 in the 200 mm. range for ADP. Um, but I've, I have him as my running back four on a couple of teams because, you know, if, if it's a, especially if it's a start two running back league, even with the flex, he's a viable option a certain week. So he's definitely a guy that you want to, you can get late again, probably around round 12 to 14. Um, and you, you know, he's a, he's a plug and play type player. So depending on the matchup, depending on how he looks going into the week three and four, you know, how they're deciding to use him, you know, and maybe early in the season two is probably a better start. You know, they'll, they'll probably ease Josh Jacobs in a yeah. little bit and you'll see Jalen Richard a little bit more in the beginning of the season and a little bit less later on. Yeah. He'll be more familiar with the playbook too. So of course they're probably going to try and work him in a little bit, at least until Jacobs gets a lot more comfortable because I mean, at the end of the day, you want the guy that's going to be the most versatile in there, but it's going to take him some time to learn everything. Now, um, looking at, looking at our quarterback, I'm, I've never been one to draft a quarterback high. I think most avid fantasy football players are never ones to draft quarterbacks high. Although uh, there's this guy that swears by drafting uh, a quarterback back to back, first and second round. Wow. They'll go uh, last year. This guy picked uh, Aaron Rodgers and picked Tom Brady. I was like, oh my goodness, here we go. So, <laughs> but besides him, besides that guy, because there's no talking sense into that guy, obviously, at this point. You, but you need those kind of guys, though. You need someone to makes it fun. Take a, take a good dive so you can get better players. Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool, man. Thanks for uh, letting Devonte Adams fall to me. You know what I mean? Uh, so, um, looking at our quarterback, he's. I mean, I, I'm the obviously the president of the Derek Carr standing club, but I'll be. I'll also tell you that. Uh, he's never been super intriguing for fantasy football. Um, he's kind of just been that team player. He doesn't go out there padding stats. Um, but I think that there's reason to believe that his value should be rising. Is that the case? Is his value going up this year? From what I've seen, again, in the 12 fantasy drafts I've been in so far this season. Which <laughs> so with your little like, bit of experience. <laughs> yeah, and I still have like three more to go. Oh, man. Oh, um, shoot. His value's not rising. Um, okay. I, I found myself um, in, you know, if you follow us on Twitter, um, I, I have my personal account, which is a little bit more Raiders focus. And then you know, I run the, the fantasy football uh, or podcast account. And I try to keep that podcast account real generic for fantasy football, you know, and, yeah. and not talk about the Raiders. But I keep finding myself just 
going about for Derek Carr and and going about for the potential that he has to be really good this year. And, you know, unfortunately, that hasn't really translated to rankings in ADP. Uh, is currently ranked as a quarterback 25. Um, I have him as my quarterback 19. And even then, that's, I don't know, I, I had to temper myself from having him ranked yeah. higher. Um, yeah. Because I, I just... If there's any year that Derek Carr is going to be a fantasy viable quarterback, this is the year. If there's any year that he's going to put up the best numbers he's ever put in his, up in his career, this is the year. And and as bad as he was last year for fantasy, he still threw over 4,000 yards. He still had his best um, stat year ever. And you know, let's not forget about the ten game. Was it ten games? Yeah, ten straight games with yep. no picks. You know, so. Between weeks eight and 12 last year, he was a pretty decent plug and play quarterback. If you were streaming quarterbacks, you probably started Derek Carr at least one of those weeks because he wasn't throwing interceptions and he was getting 200 to 300 yards and maybe two touchdowns. It was okay to start Derek Carr. So with Antonio Brown, with Tyrell Williams, with Darren Waller, with Hunter Renfro, with Josh Jacobs and Jalen Richard and uh, an improved offensive line and the second year in his uh, in Gruden's offense and Olsen's offense, everything points to Derek Carr being great this year. That being said, it's still at like a quarterback 15, you know, so I think he can put up those numbers. It just is still going to be his best year ever to put up quarterback 15 numbers. So unless you're in a super flex league where you're starting two quarterbacks, you really can wait on Derek Carr. Right now his ADP is at 170, you know, so okay, that's pretty late. Um, yeah. He's going to put up those yards. He's going to throw touchdowns and yeah, he's going to have some receptions, but I think he's going to have a really good year. Exactly. And this is kind of where you got to separate fandom a little bit too, because for me, um, as much as I'd love to have Derek Carr on my roster, I don't want to play it against like, okay, if I, if I believe he's gonna have an MVP season, no, I'm not going to draft him in the first round of my (laughs) uh, fantasy football draft, but I will look at his value. You got to go off rankings. You got to look, you got to have a ranking sheet. You got to look at where he's at. And depending on how many Raider fans are playing with for me, most likely I won't be able to get him. Um, even very early I had, uh, shoot, actually, man, uh, we had a guy last year, first time playing fantasy football, his first overall, no fourth overall pick Derek Carr, um, second round pick Amari Cooper. So he definitely, (laughs) yeah, he was, he was definitely going for his Raiders players. So I'm most likely not going to get Derek Carr, but, um, if I was playing in a normal league, uh, which I'll have a couple (laughs) of those, I'm going to be looking at him. As soon as I fill out most of my skill positions, I might reach a little bit for him, but you got to remember, you got to play against those rankings a little bit. You got to keep yourself <laughs> humble. You got to yeah. keep yourself humble on that. So coming off, we, we covered our skill positions here, Tommy. We covered our quarterback. We've, we've covered um, some value picks on our roster. Um, the last topic I want to talk about is this Raiders defense, man. Are you drafting them? No, I'm not. <laughs> I, and, and, and I'm a, I'm a, I played defense my whole life, defense in college. I'm a defensive player. I love this defense. I'm not drafting this defense. Or at least, <laughs> yeah, I'm, at, I'm at least not drafting them. I'm going to keep my eye on them. Um, you know, if, if you're in a league that that's IDP, you know, starts individual defensive players. Um, there's a couple guys you might want to keep your eye on. Uh, Tahir Whitehead is probably going to put up a, you know, get a lot of tackles and do pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, I'm really curious to see what Jonathan Abrams is going to do, at least from the the interception standpoint or, or you know, turnovers. And then I think we all have high hopes for Garen Conley. Yep. Um, so, again, if you're in a league that's, that's you know, uh, awarding uh, points for interceptions um, or bonus points for pick sixes, um, you might want to go for Garyon. 
And, and then I'm again real curious to see what uh, Clellan Farrell and, and Arden Key are going to do. I mean, I, I think Arden uh, Farrell can put up you know maybe ten sacks, and and if Key can come close to that or, or get double digit as well, then then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want to keep your eye on the Raiders defense, and, and maybe you're you're rostering them midway through the season. But yeah, if, if in a standard um, you know DST format. I, I just I wouldn't draft them yet. Um, I, I don't really want to talk about their ranking because I was <laughs> really <laughs> I did not like what I saw uh, when I checked the consensus ranks. But you know I, I think that's the that's the life of a Raider fan though. You're kind yeah. of expecting that. You're kind of expecting to be slept on a little bit and and underestimated and and then we're gonna come you know midway through the season punch you in the mouth and then and then everyone's gonna be on you know on Raider Nation again. But but I like going into the season a little bit underrated and you know with at least with the defense and. Um, I think they're vastly improved, and and they're gonna you know shock some people this year. Now I got another confession for you. One defense that I draft every single year is the Raiders defense, and every time <laughs> I slap that sticker on the board, I say the Raiders defense is back, baby. Hell yeah! And you know what? About week three or week four, I find myself dropping them for another <laughs> defense. <laughs> So that's like every oh, single year, man, every, for so the last, I can't even tell you how many years, man. Every single year I find myself dropping them. Sometimes I'll keep them in there for a little bit, but I guarantee you they're riding the bench. Um, but uh, like you bringing up individual defensive players, I play in one of those leagues that has that format. And for me, actually, I'm, I'm a linebacker happy drafter whenever it comes to that. I, I, yeah. I play it safe when it comes to that because I hate, I mean, sometimes with defensive ends and most of the time with some corners, safeties are usually pretty good, but corners and defensive ends, I couldn't tell you how many times I've came up with zero points or two points or, or not mm. enough, but then all of a sudden they'll bounce, bounce back next week and have like a 20-point game or something crazy. But I play it safe. Um, find me a good linebacker to hear Whitehead, just like you said, is the perfect pickup for me. You know, give me eight tackles a game ride me a solid you know eight to ten points six to ten yep. points a game and uh then just let the rest of the guys do the work but tommy this was a good chat man do you have any last words for the raiders fantasy football players out there you know just a couple of quick uh really deep sleepers um that we didn't get to talk too much about hunter uh-huh. renfro keep an eye yeah. out for hunter i think hunter's gonna you know show show what he's got um and, and do really well in the slot uh i i, I was rostering foster Barreau for a while um Ooh. but i recently just dropped him but again keep your eye on foster i think he can come around about midway through the season mm-hmm. and if you have a potential spot on your roster to hang on to him deep deep sleeper marshawn lynch Ooh. i think he's coming back I just, I'm just saying I've had him, I have him on literally every single one of those rosters. If there's an IR spot, if he fits in the IR role, I throw him there and just stash him. You never know. I, you never know. You heard it here first. Week 10. I don't know. Week 10, he comes back and helps <laughs> maybe get a little late, late season push. I don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there. You heard it here first. That it's definitely a possibility. That's definitely, if you have the, <laughs> if you have the roster spots, uh, I like pulling the trigger on stuff like that, but then again, I'm the guy that drafts Josh Gordon every year in a valuable spot, and I'd never get him. So <laughs> <laughs> there's always those things. It's just uh, make sure if you if you take a risk, make sure it's a low risk with a possible high reward. That's always the way to go. But Tommy, um, I appreciate you coming on here and talking fantasy football with me. I know we've had this thing planned uh, for a while, and I kept having to bump you for a few other people. But so <laughs> I appreciate you uh, taking the time tonight, coming on here. And where can uh, where can everyone follow you on Twitter, and where can they listen to your fantasy football podcast as their drafts approach? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter uh, and Instagram actually at the same handle 
uh, at two on one FFB podcast. And we're pretty active on there on Twitter daily, um, giving trade advice, um, start set advice. We're talking you through, uh, your redraft and dynasty, uh, seasons and drafts. And, uh, yeah, you can check us out also, um, at two on one fantasy sports.com. And our podcast is available pretty much on every single platform you can think of, except for iHeartRadio. Uh, but if you go to mm. anchor.com or anchor.fm, you'll find all of our links there too. Or like I said, at two on one FFB, FFB podcast at Twitter. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me on Cody. Uh, it was well worth the wait and, uh, good luck to you. And yeah, excited for fantasy. Perfect, man. Let's do it. And like I said, man, uh, good stuff. I definitely recommend anyone listening here to, to, to check out his podcast. Um, but we're going to take a quick break here. Tommy thinks again. We're going to take a quick break. You're going to have a quick message here provided by Blue Wire. And when we come back, we're going to release the Raider Cody Podcast League Rosters. So stay tuned. All right, guys, we've got an announcement to make. Blue Wire is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. You get all that for just $3 shipped right to your front door. Enough with the cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry's. Harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for $3. That's harrys.com slash bluewire. What an excellent chat with my buddy Tommy. That went exactly how I expected. Now, going into the fantasy football season, I hope Raider Nation now, I hope you guys are ready for it. I hope you guys know exactly where our Raiders players are going to be going and you're gearing up. If you only play in maybe one league, maybe two leagues, and you're set up in a spot to where there's one player you absolutely have to get, that's how I play. I play in maybe three or four leagues a year, and if I get down to a point to where I'm in a final league, and I have to get this Raiders player to be satisfied, now you know exactly where you have to target them to get them. Or if you need to reach a little bit, now you know where you feel comfortable to reach for them. Now, we're going to get into the fantasy football rosters coming up for the Raider Cody Podcast Leagues. But first, what I want to do is I want to jump into a quick segment that actually kind of talks about um, a couple topics that was brought up on a fellow Blue Wire podcast this week. That was Fallon Smith's Keeping It 300. She had a great guest. That was with Jack Del Rio, uh, the coach that kind of stepped in. He really changed the culture of the franchise, although it didn't end exactly how we expected. It was definitely a great interview, and there's a lot to take away from it. So um, I'm going to give you a couple pieces that I liked. But you can't just listen to that. You need to go over 
Uh, take a look at Keeping It 300 with Fallon Smith and James Jones. Listen to the entire interview. There were so many things to hit on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull a couple quotes here. Uh, if she doesn't mind that I ripped her podcast real quick. And I'm going to listen to a couple of things that I really enjoyed hearing from JDR himself. So the first thing I want to bring up is Fallon had asked him, after getting fired as a head coach and he was walking to that post-game presser, why did he decide to do that final post-game presser? Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've been asked that. I really... I just did what felt right to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I handled, I handled what was obviously a very difficult situation the best I could. You know, there's not a playbook for that. No. <laughs> there's not a manual for that. I was just, uh, you know, I was just going on instinct. And, um, and my instincts have always been to look at the positives in life. Uh, you know, I was appreciative to those guys in that locker room that coaches and, and players – uh, that had given so much, you know, to me and to the team. Mm-hmm. And in particular, I knew I knew that the world, it really wasn't about me at that time. It really was, my thoughts were, okay, how do I let my families know? How do I let these guys know and their families? And how can I start looking out for them and things like that? It was more, it was more along those lines and, and less about me. Mm. And I'll tell you what, you can say what you want to say about the Jack Del Rio era. Uh, no matter what, whenever we brought him in, he definitely had a huge culture change. Um, he brought in a lot of players. He definitely groomed them to be great. Um, of course, it didn't end exactly how we expected. There's a lot of things, I would say, maybe in the last mm, 16 months of Jack being under control, or at least what we thought was mostly under control with Reggie McKenzie uh, that we could have been very upset about. Um, there's, a, there's a little bit more to that. So the second piece that I want to talk about here was what if 2016 was actu- actually duplicated? So Fallon goes on to ask him, even if you went 12-4 and four again and John Gruden was still ready to come back to coaching, do you think that Mark Davis still lets you go? And this is how he answered. Well, Mark, Mark said that point blank to me that it had nothing to do with performance, that, that really he just had an opportunity to do something that he'd been wanting to do for a long time. And that, you know, it didn't really make it feel any better, Yeah. but you know, at least he told me, you know, how he felt and told me the truth. And so yeah. I can handle that, you know? Uh, yeah. And that, and that's, that's all it was. I mean, it wasn't about, I mean, he knew that uh, we did a great job getting that franchise turned around and it was respected again for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he just had a, he has or had or, or does have an, uh, an infatuation with, uh, with John and um, had been around him before, and that's what he wanted, and he finally had a chance to get it. So, uh, hey, that's, that's life. I definitely think that that was the truest statement that I heard throughout the whole conversation with Fallon and Jack Del Rio. Uh, coming down to it, obviously, if John Green was going to come back and play football, no matter what year it was, we all know that Mark was going to get his guy no matter what. He got it done. He locked it in. Uh, shout out to Jack Del Rio. He's kind of showing that true once a Raider, always a Raider mentality. He came in. He really supported 
uh, the silver and black. So like I said, Raider Nation, make sure you go check out this episode of Keeping It 300. You can find it just about anywhere you can find my podcast. Uh, Fallon and Jack Del Rio really broke down just about everything. That's, you know, with the season coming up, they broke down John Gruden and Mike Mayock's job so far. Uh, what's in store for Derek Carr? What's in store for the Raiders in 2019? Whether they think that the Raiders could win the AFC West, definitely great. I was totally satisfied with the entire conversation. So yeah, like I said, make sure you go check it out. But one last thing I want to toss in here uh, for my buddy JJ. He's going to be coming on the, the podcast eventually. But Fallon went on to ask him if you guys remember in after the 2014 season, heading into 2015, after we drafted Amari Cooper, uh, Jack Del Rio and Reggie McKenzie cut James Jones. So Fallon Smith went ahead and uh, she put the she pulled the cat out of the bag. She went ahead and asked him, "Why'd you cut James Jones?" And this is how Jack responded. You know, hell, he just tell him. Tell him he got old and he was starting to get fat, and now he and now he really is old and fat. <laughs> oh my gosh! So for those who don't know, before we started this podcast, Jack actually said that his son may have read into him and thought, "Well, James is getting a little thick." So, so James, man, put the candy down, put the burrito down. I'm gonna need you to stop eating. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, like I said, that was some good stuff from Jack Del Rio. That was a great conversation created from Fallon Smith over there at Keeping It 300. Make sure you guys listen to that entire episode. Like I said, this is a fantasy football episode here for the Raider Cody podcast. We're going to jump right back into the topic, and we're going to jump into the first of five leagues for the Raider Cody podcast, Fantasy Football Leagues. And the first one is actually going to be commissioned by me. Um, I got a few of the closest contributors here to the show that's joining in on it and a few special guests that we've had. So let me go ahead and rattle off the 10 team owners joining the Raider Cody podcast league number one. So first, I'm the commissioner. Then we got our very own Kenny King Jr. We have Raiders Beat, Scott Winter, Darren Carr, David Carr, Adam Rank, Fallon Smith, James Jones, and Eddie Borsili. That's going to be rounding out the 10 owners or the 10 managers of our fantasy football league. That is definitely going to be a heavy hitter. And I'll tell you what, first things first, with Darren, David, myself, and Kenny, I'm not sure that Derek isn't going to be the first overall pick in this fantasy football draft. We're going to see. Uh, we're going to see who the true believer is in uh, the number four MVP race here for 2019. I tell you what, but we got the second league to jump into here with my buddy Darth Raider. So I'm going to get him on the phone real quick, and we're going to talk about this uh, this fantasy football league number two for the podcast. So, boom, commissioner number one joining me now. That's Darth Raider 9152, otherwise known in real life as James, man. What's going on, dude? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, not a problem, not a problem. Hey, and I wanted to ask you, before we get into this, obviously this is a Raider fan uh, fantasy football league. Coming into this season, you got to be excited. Um, what are you looking forward to most, man, for our Raiders? Oh, my gosh, I am looking forward to having the offense retooled 
from the offensive line to bringing in the young running back and Jacobs and uh, really a revamped entirely new receiving core. And uh, I'm expecting a lot of parallels between the 2015 season and what we're going to do this year. I feel like Carr is going to have a pretty, pretty good year and, and the second year system, you know, how he's been with uh, the same coordinators over and over. You know, if he has the same system, he really thrives. So yeah, offensively, I, I expect us to be um, making strides again, like we were the, you know, 2015, 2016 type year. So there we go. No, I completely agree, man. And I appreciate you stepping up as the first commissioner to run one of these leagues. And I'm going to read off your roster here. Of course you have you, then we have the rest of the teams. This is We actually changed them. We actually made them 12 teams, uh, just so everybody knows. Yeah. We have Matt Beltran. We have Mike Phineas. Dusty. We have Nathan. We have Oli Raider. We have Raider Rick. We have Corey Sanford. Nick Black. Dr. Chucky Hardwick. Raider Rue. And Rollicking Raider. So those that rounds out your 12 people joining you. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to tag them into a thread maybe a few days after the podcast post um but you have a little extra incentive you're going up against all the other leagues if your league in the finals in the championship if they score the most total points of all the other leagues you win yourself a Derek Carr jersey what makes you confident in your league winning this jersey the league I know some of these guys in the league Raider Rick and Oli Raider and Nathan those guys I've followed on Twitter for quite a while and most of them really follow day-to-day not just Raiders but football so the, the Raider Nation's full of just great great football minds but the guys I know you know at least a handful of them are, are really talented not just Raider fans but football knowledge type guys so that's exciting and what my plan is for our league is to have a lot of dialogue between ownership and commissioner just gotcha. kind of awards within our league you know best team of the week type stuff and just really fun things in the league that I, I was going to have uh, for the league we were in. So it's going to be fun. I think we're going to have a pretty good chance. I, I know a few of those guys, which is really cool for me. No, that's perfect, man. That's perfect. I'm looking forward to you running this league. And uh, But we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to the next. James, I appreciate you coming on and stepping up and, and, and taking the job here. And we will see you during the season, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, Raider Nation, I'll see you guys. Joining me, the third commissioner of the RCP League, my buddy CJ at Diablo Raider, coming out of Pennsylvania. What's going on, man? Go on, man. How you doing? Uh, I've been busy, dude. We have a we have a house add-on going on. I got two crazy kids. I've been trying to knock out a podcast that's had more voices on it in one episode than I've had in the last two months. So uh, it's been busy over here on my end, bro. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) Yes, sir. Hey, now, CJ, I want to ask you, man, you're a diehard Raider fan. What are you most excited for this 2019 season for us? Listen, I'm really excited about this year. Honestly, the most exciting thing to me, and I might be a little biased, but is my man, Josh Jacobs. From yeah. Alabama, going with Derek Carr, Antonio Brown, and this a whole offense as a whole. Like I'm just excited to see what our offense can do. Like I feel like we could be an elite unit. I mean, it starts up front, but I believe that Josh Jacobs is the guy that Derek Carr can really, you know, success and thrive through. Man, like it's just I'm just so excited to see like what all the different mismatches options that we can do, and hopefully it. Uh, 
covers up a little bit of the holes in our defense. No, dude, I agree with that completely. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, I, that's why I'm most excited about him too is because we need somebody that can pop back there and be very versatile, and I think that gives it to us. It keeps the defense guessing all over the board, so I can agree with you big time on Josh Jacobs being the most exciting man. Um, Absolutely. But let's get to the reason I called you, man. I want to I read off your roster here. I want to read off your league. I want you to know now who's going to be joining you here. Of course, the first guy is the commissioner, you, CJ, at Diablo Raider. Then we got Paul Miner, Dustin Matthews, Harry Faircloth. Actually, ooh, got a UK. We got across the pond there. We got Chris at the Original Nation. We have Thomas Rosales, Raider Man Van, Pub Shed, Raider Roddy, Raider Mark, SS underscore Santana 52, and Andy Turner, another UK Raider Nation fan. So wow. that's a that's a heavy hitting lineup right there. I know a lot of those guys pretty well. We got an international group going on. Right you do, there. man. I mean, you got that's what's up. Yeah, you're uh, speaking of versatility, man. You, you you got yourself pretty versatile uh, fantasy football league right there, man. Uh, yeah, from <laughs> Pennsylvania all the way over to London. That, that's what's up. That's some good stuff, man. Now you know the incentive here for you. The the highest combined score uh, in the finals throughout the leagues. That commissioner gets a Derek Carr jersey. What makes you confident that this league is going to help you win that jersey, man? Listen, I know right now, just because we got two men from the UK, yeah, they're going to be on top of their game because I know they love football over there, man. And top to bottom, everyone in that league, I guarantee you, everyone's going to be hitting that waiver wire free agency every single week. So by the end, someone's going to be picking up a guy like, let's take uh, James Conner last year, who went undrafted in a lot of leagues, you know, at the end. And that's going to be the MVP of someone's team, and someone else's team is just going to be stacked because there's always one team that kind of is a little bit above everyone. And I just believe as a whole, everyone's going to be very competitive, very uh, committed to this. And, uh, you know, I just hope everyone has fun. But at the same time, we're all going to. We're all going to have a great time. Yes, sir. I'm not trying to lose either. I'm not trying to lose either. I've managed a bunch of leagues myself, and I I hate losing just as much as the next person. (laughs) I love it, man. So if you guys heard your name listed off under CJ's league this year, you guys better bring it. You better start studying. You better bring your A game. Uh, Diablo Raider here is expecting the most out of his manager. CJ, thanks for stepping up, man, and being a commissioner of the Raider Cody Podcast Leagues, bro. And thanks for taking some time out of your busy work schedule and uh, jumping on the pod with me to make this announcement, bro. But what we'll do, um, maybe we'll talk to you again throughout the season. Uh, but rest up, man. Get studying. Absolutely. And let's work on uh, these fantasy football drafts, man. I got you, man. Anytime you come out east, let me know. We'll help oh, the game. Tell you what, might have to uh, crash some salty Steeler fan parties maybe or something over there, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Good stuff. CJ, you take it easy, man. Yeah, you too, man. So joining me now is the next commissioner of the RCP League, number four, and that's Tom Benton coming out of Delaware. What's going on, Tom? Not much. How you doing, Cody? Uh, We're hanging in there, man, just trying to bust out this huge fantasy football episode. And what I wanted to ask you real quick is, uh, Tom, man, we got some excitement brewing over here for the Raiders. What are you most excited for this season? Uh, for me, I think it's going to be Josh Jacobs. There you go. I can't wait to see what Gruden does with him behind the line, you know, with Carr having a three-down back back there. 
they can, you know, they can't stack the box like they could with A.B. and Williams mm-hmm. and everybody on the outside. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Especially uh, since we're talking about fantasy football, that's probably going to be, besides Antonio Brown, that's going to be the main guy, and he could be quite the steal depending on what round he's going. Um, so let's quit messing around, and I'm going to go ahead and let's announce uh, the rest of the team managers in your league. First, we have you, the commissioner, Tom Benton. We have Raider Laker Zach, John Malika, Ahaz Copper, Zach Fapiano, Dan the Sports Fan from DC4L. We got Raider Stoney, Aaron B, at X Always Win Baby X. We have Sfay, Miss Autumn Wind, Mike Clig, and Oak LA Vegas underscore Raider. That rounds out the 12 people in your league. Tom, as you already know, whoever's league comes away with the highest combined final score. That commissioner of that league gets a Derek Carr jersey. Tom, why do you think that your league is going to win it all this year? Oh, for sure. We're going to have the most fun, keep everybody active, active people, fun, have a fun time, makes it uh, easy to set your roster. I think yeah. that's the key, get everybody get the roster set. There you go, man. Now, of course, it's all about winning, but at the same time, it's kind of cool to connect with a whole new, uh, if you don't know some of the people, a whole group of dozen people. Uh, get really close to Raider Nation, especially for you. We have a couple commissioners coming out of the East Coast. You're one of them, um, and I'm really looking forward to it, Tom. Thanks for making time tonight and popping on the podcast with me, and uh, we'll be in touch the rest of the season, man. No problem. Thank you, Cody. So joining me, the fifth Fantasy Football League commissioner, last but not least, my buddy Chris Inglage. That's at Sports with Chris. On Twitter, the final commissioner here for the Raider Cody podcast. Chris, what is going on, man? Just hanging out, man. Excited for this football season and excited to get this uh, fantasy football thing rolling. Absolutely, man. We're under a week away now uh, from training camp. That means the season is right around the corner. And I wanted to ask you, being a Raider, uh, avid Raiders fan, what are you most excited for uh, leading into this next season? I'll tell you what, the thing I'm most excited about is just seeing how all of this new talent is going to be able to come together because I know a lot of people out there from the media to regular fans have a lot of high expectations. I mean, who wouldn't when you add talent like, like Antonio Brown and three first-round draft picks? So I'm just really curious in this first year with all of them is how quickly can they gel? Exactly, man. I love it. So what you're going to be doing here, Chris, is you're going to be running a league of 12 people. And I'm going to list off. These are the final 12 people to make the Raider Cody Podcast League. Uh, first off, we got Kivon. That's at a flawed king. We have Dude McTavish. We have Raider Roo. We have Tommy, Raiders fan and SD, Go Blue, Sirach Obama, Brian, NWAZ Raider, John Malika, and Jose Sanchez. That's going to be rounding out your entire league. And Chris, like I've been telling the rest, the highest score in the finals, the commissioner wins a Derek Carr jersey. So why are you confident that your league is going to win you that Derek Carr jersey, Chris? I'll just keep it short and simple. because <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. Chris, yeah. I appreciate you coming on here, man. You know what? I'm going to throw you a curveball, actually. I'm going to throw you a curveball. Um, I want to ask you, uh, I, I want a hot take here. Yeah, We're it. looking at the defense. We're looking at the defensive line. They gave us 13 sacks last year. And what I'm looking at 
we can talk about all the new weapons. We can talk about Antonio Brown, like you said at the beginning of our conversation. Mm-hmm. But what makes you think that this team is actually going to flip it? Are we going to get some sacks? Are we going to get a strong defensive line this year? Are you confident in our defensive front? What's going on, man? I'm definitely more confident than until last year. I think the number won't be anything like plastic spread. Uh, I do think the number will increase, but um, I have a feeling that this coming season is going to be a very similar to the 2015 season where it's a lot who who has the ball last, who, who's going to make that final play. And more often than not, the Raiders have those 12 wins in 2016. It was either Derek Carr leading the team to victory or preventing the other team. So who can step up on that defensive front and then will Derek Carr be able to be as he's been? I like that. I like that a lot. Chris, thanks for popping in here, man, and thanks for stepping up and being the last and final commissioner of these leagues that's going <laughs> on, man. And like I said, I, we've talked about this before. Um, I plan on bringing in here a little bit more. We're going to we're gonna be turning into bi-weekly shows throughout the season, uh, so I look forward to talking to you a little bit more throughout the 2019 season, man. Thanks for having me on, and I can't wait to be back. Yes, sir. See you later, man. So that wraps up the fantasy football portion of our podcast. After looking at those rosters and the list of managers and owners of fantasy football teams in the Raider Cody Podcast League, if you didn't hear your name called and you are interested in still playing in the league, go ahead and DM me. I'm sure uh, there could be a spot or two that opens up before the draft starts. If somebody decides they can't do it or doesn't want to or uh, I don't know, you know how fantasy football gets. Sometimes you get too many leagues and you got to drop one. So if you're still interested, go ahead and DM me. Uh, it's going to be first come, first serve on a wait list. Uh, so as you're lis- listening now, go ahead and uh, message me and let me know you would like a spot or the next spot available if it comes up. Um, but besides that, this was a very jam-packed fantasy football podcast for sure. Uh, a little bit different than what we're used to, but I thought it was definitely necessary for all football fans, especially us Raiders fans heading into this. With some newfound talent, we have a lot of uh, a lot of high draft picks this year, something we're not used to for fantasy football, so I'm glad we got to talk about it, but we have one more segment, and I know we took a week off, but even the week before that, we didn't get to have our guy Kenny King on here, so what I'm going to do is we're just going to jump right into it. We're going to get Kenny King here with us. Yo, what is up, brother? It's been a minute. How you doing? Kenny King, man. I feel like it's been like forever since I sat down and talked with you, man. What's going on? Bro, even though we text every day, all day, <laughs> it, it feels like I ain't talked to you or seen your pretty face in forever, man. <laughs> it's been a long time, man. I tell you, we took a week off and then you missed the week with us before that, man. So yeah, it's uh, we got a lot of catching up to do, man. How's it been? For real. You know, uh, you know, the good thing is I heard Darren, I listened to Darren's episode and he held it down for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little saddened that, you know, he can't get on with the king because I think it would be epic, but I totally understand. <laughs> So we may just have to reserve that spot for Roger. Hey, you never oh, get Roger on Real Talk. That could be something yeah, right there, get man. Get Pops on Real Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. Hey, uh, so we had some we had some news drop this week. I, yeah. you know, I hit on you, you hear me hit on my announcements every single week, and I decided to uh, leave this one out. I thought I'd save it for you, Kenny. Um, our our our, our boy here, uh, Kansas City, huh. number ten. Whatever his name is, I already forgot who it was because I didn't even think he was going to be playing in the NFL. Turns out, no suspension. Kenny, what do you think, man? 
it's crazy that you uh you said we're gonna hit on a few things and i know that there was no pun intended on that because this isn't anything to joke about you know i'm not gonna get too much into detail because i feel like we're beating a dead horse like tyreek beat his three-year-old son uh, and you know it's it's just it's sickening that the that the league is is gone to these extremes to protect a man who has a history of domestic violence. Yep. I don't know what it takes, man. We've seen people in the past look at even Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, they're getting with no evidence found. They still come to the NFL and they give him a suspension. But for whatever reason, whatever reason it is, I don't know. I, I don't see how audio isn't enough. Um, I think that's more than we've seen with a lot of people. Uh, that have had any kind of domestic violence case in the past. Um, at the end of the day, man, this is exactly, we've hit on it before, and this is the last thing I thought uh, that we'd be seeing. I mean, I was thinking, like, dude, if he got any less than a year suspension, I'm going to be furious, yeah. and I'm just sitting here speechless. Like, I, I have I have nothing else to say than I'm just extremely disappointed with the outcome. Now, when we see it as Raider fans, we see it as human beings, when we see it as fathers of children, you know, it, it hits a little closer to home. But I think even as a human being, you look at it and say, this is disgusting. You know, the fact that the fact that he's gotten away with it before and he did nothing happen to him. The fact that he's getting away with it now and nothing's happened. And then Zeke has gotten, you know, Zeke's gotten suspended with no evidence. And, you know, the, the Richie Incognito is is threatening to shoot somebody at a funeral home and cut off his dead father's head gets two games. Yep. Uh, Martavius Bryant smokes weed. He's out of the league. Hmm. Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. He's out of the league. <laughs> and, you know, this guy breaks his kid's arm. And guess what? Cheetah's, Cheetah's showing up to training camp. I just think, you know what, to end this, I mean, of course, I hope we take care of business with him week two. Yep. But I think the least that could happen is I want to see an explanation from Tyreek Hill of how his son broke his arm then. That's it. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. You know, because with Tyreek Hill, I feel like he has, he's got the ability to evade a lot of things. He evades tacklers. He evades questions. He evades suspensions. And for that, I would give him a Madden rating, a Madden suspension evasion rating of 99. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, probably, I'd say, maybe the best Madden rating that have been given. And speaking of Madden ratings, Kenny, uh, we had them all break this week. But you know what, dude? If we're going to get into Madden, um, I think it's only fitting that you know we switch it up the beat a little bit. I think I think we need to throw on the Madden theme song here for a minute. Let's go. EA Sports, it's in the game. Ah, screw that, Kenny King. You know what? We just we're just gonna get back to the real talk beat, man. That's what fits this conversation, bro. <laughs> Yo, so that was dope. The beat was cool, but uh, you know, gave me a little bit of '90s nostalgia. But let's get into the Madden 20 ratings. So I think that you know, Dr. Dre is a little bit better for that. Yeah, we've got some Raiders that that had some top rankings. Uh, you have Antonio Brown 98, Rodney Hudson 93, Lamarcus Joyner 85, Tyrell Williams 83, our man Derek Carr 80. Mm. Gary on Conley, 79. Trent mm. Brown, 78. Mm. Mo Hurst, 78. Cujo, Carl Joseph, 78. The Duggernaut, Doug Martin, 78. And Ryan Grant with a 77. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you look at these and some of them are some of them are okay. Some of them are good. Uh, most of them are slaps in the face. And let, yeah. let's get into this. So, you know, some of the top quarterbacks in the league, you have Mahomes at 97. 
uh, over Brady, who was in 96. Now, Brady has been to nine Super Bowls and has won six uh, and beat Mahomes, beat Mahomes in the AFC Championship game to go on and win the Super Bowl. And you gave Mahomes a point, a point more with the guy having one year under his belt. Okay, cool. Noted. I guess they just maybe gave him a uh, a pass because isn't he the cover athlete? Bleh, gag. Oh, maybe they, you know what? He probably got an extra point for his bull riding skills. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think that would have took a few points off if you asked me, bro. Yeah, right. His, aware, his awareness is, it should have been a drop after that one for sure. It's bull riding and drinking a Miller Lite. <laughs> I apologize to any of our listeners that drink Miller Lite. I do not uh, I do not condone those actions. And these are all thoughts of mine. And they are not associated with Raiders Beat, Raider Cody Podcast, or Blue Wire. That's speaking to all listeners in the Midwest. We apologize. <laughs> but let's get back into it. So Cam Newton. You know, uh, Cam was an elite quarterback uh, a few years ago. He was a league MVP, went, went to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that elite went out the window the moment that he didn't dive on that fumble in the Super Bowl and, and allowed Von Miller to just decimate him and uh, make him look like a ragdoll that game. Yep. Nonetheless, Derek, uh, Cam Newton is 84, fresh off of a horrible season and a shoulder surgery. The guy hasn't thrown. He just started throwing. And he's still ranked higher than D.C. Yeah, I mean, 80 was just, I don't know. I don't even know how they gave D.C. I understand he has some proving to do to a lot of people on the outside because they just looked at how the team did. And they're trying to overall look at, uh, you know, he didn't do any wow plays last year. But 80 is just, I don't know. And you know what? I mean, to me, I'm looking at that list that you read off. And, I mean, I, I can try and argue up and down all day that Derek Carr needs a higher rating. But I'm looking at Gary on Conley down here yep. at a 79. Is that not a slap in the face to Gary and Conley? How about think, uh, just underneath that, Trent Brown? You're going to tell me the highest paid tackle now in football is going to be a freaking 78. A 78? I don't you know, You want to hear man. something even worse? What do you got? Mike McGlinchey from the 49ers got an 84. Shut up. Yes. Shut up, dude. So you're what? telling me that Mike McGlinchey is better than Trent Brown? Trent what? Brown single-handedly shut Khalil Mack down last season. Mike McGlinchey? Dude, he wasn't even that good last year. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. There was times that they already immediately at the beginning of the season before Colt Miller was going through his knee sprains, they are already saying that Colt Miller was going to be better than McGlinchey. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's going to drop fast. That's going to change. Oh, yeah, man. I, I can't Ooh. wait to see the updates on Madden after week three. Dude, that Madden ratings adjuster, you know, that you see floating around? Oh, yeah. That dude's going to need a raise here pretty quick, man. He's going to have a lot of changes going on. But what else we got? What else What else are we looking at, man? One that really stood out to me was, was Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously he's a 98, which is a great score. But you look at the rating he had last year. He was a 99 overall. He had one of his best seasons last season, mm-hmm. and he dropped a point. Now, did he drop a point because of his age? Did he drop a point? I think it was the uniform change. I think as soon as you put that Raider uniform on a Madden, it drops him a few uh, ratings. Yeah, I think they kind of like the overall. You, you, yeah. you can build a Raiders team up in Madden, but it seems like the overall don't climb very much. <laughs> I think they got us throttled down on that game. I don't know what it is, man. You know, I, and the funny thing is I can go on there with the Raiders and beat anybody. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> on, on Anybody on, on, calling on you out. On, on rookie. On rookie. <laughs> Oh, shoot. With the uh, with the assists on, with the instructions that pop up on the screen, I got the assists on. I got the instructions, and I have my creative quarterback, who's Derek Carr, but he's Darren size, <laughs> six five, two eighty. 
<laughs> Running a four six forty. Oh man. I'll take it. I'll take it, man. Uh, shoot. <laughs> but dude, did you see that Amari Cooper had an eighty nine rating? Ooh. I mean, I thought is I thought. I mean, honestly, I thought it was a negative eighty nine for the catching. But apparently, they they didn't factor in his time in Oakland. They only <laughs> gave him the the uh, backyard football routes that he was doing in Dallas uh, that were easier for him, obviously, because he was self admittedly um, yep. not smart enough to read a playbook from John Gruden. So that's why uh, he had much more success in in Dallas. You know what? I got one more. Actually, I got mm-hmm. two more, and I want to go okay. back to the Antonio Brown because one thing I didn't mention is I think that even though he didn't have a 99 rating i think he's got a chip on the shoulder rating in 99 because he's got a lot oh, yeah. that he feels like he needs to prove he's going to prove a lot of these salty Steeler fans wrong he's going to prove juju juju smith schuster wrong he's going to prove a lot of these doubters wrong that think that that he's going to have a down year because he's with Derek carr i think that yeah. antonio brown has a major chip on his shoulder and i think he's going to go out there and i've seen the way that he's been working on social media i think he's going to shock the world Yep, and I think that goes almost for the whole team. I I agree. I agree. But one other person I want to hit on, he's no longer a Raider, but, you know, like they say, once a Raider, always a Raider. And I think this guy exemplified what the Raiders, you know, what the Raiders' mystique was, what mm-hmm. or what being a Raider was. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the great tight ends of the Raiders was Mr. Jared Cook. Yeah, my uh, guy. Man, he had an 87 rating. Ugh. And well, I don't a know. Slap if, in his face, huh? It's an it's an incredible slap in the face. I mean, if you looked at the man last season, if you looked at him the year before, the guy was a safety net for Carr. I think that he was the one of the most sure-handed people on the team outside of Jalen Richard. I think that he was one of the players that rallied around and really, you know, really built up that team. Him, Lee Smith, Jalen, Derek, I think they really made a cohesive unit on that squad. And I think he made it still fun to watch. You know, yep. I remember that that San Diego game when he just stiff on dude in the face and threw him yep. to the ground. Yep, absolutely. I think if I'm trying to think off the top of my head, I'd, I'd say like a 90. Teeny's at least in the 90s. Get that guy in the 90s, man. He was, was uh, he was a uh, top three tight end last year, man. So uh, that's a slap in the face. He was a top three tight end. Uh, you know, apparently they probably just didn't watch the games and they they said, oh, his number is 87. We'll just give him 87. <laughs> we'll give him 87. That seems about right. Yep. That just about does it. That's, uh, I mean, Madden, I, I can understand people not really going to care, but Madden is really the only uh, unofficial, official way of actually rating a player, I guess you could say. So uh, there's some truth to that. That's kind of how, I guess, the, the EA Sports, and uh, I'm sure there's some NFL input on some of this too. That's how they kind of look at some of these players. That's uh, what's cast upon us. And just like some of those players we mentioned in the middle of our underrated Raiders, um, I'm interested to see how those stats change. And one that I'm looking for is by week two. I think Antonio Brown's going to be a 99, yep. but that's just me. I can't wait to see what Antonio Brown does those first couple weeks. I'm, I'm re- you know, Cody, what I'm really most excited about right now is next Sunday when me and you get to roll out and roll up to yeah. Napa and enjoy, enjoy a nice, a nice summer day, going out there, smelling the grass. Hearing, you know, seeing some football, hearing Gruden yell, hearing Derek Carr make those make make those calls, and just getting back, getting back into the swing of things, and and really, really having that feeling of of uh, football being back. Seeing those HBO cameras, Woo! oh Woo! man, we got a lot of stuff coming up. We got camp firing up next week. You just like you said, we're going on Sunday, and we got hard knocks right after that. Man, we got an exciting season ahead. And we got, I mean, it, we're getting hyped up, man. Things are starting early for us. So, Kenny King, we might be talking about Madden ratings now. We might be talking about fantasy football now. But I tell you what, Raiders football 
is about to be kicking into overdrive here already, oh, man. Yeah. The season is coming, Kenny. And one thing I want you to end this on, buddy, is we've hit on this before. We hit on this too many times. So I want you to send one last message to Tyreek Hill. Yo, little Tyreek, a.k.a. Cheetah, or should I call you Baby Kitten, you're going to be coming into Oakland on Sunday, September 15th. Game starts at 105. You're going to be out by 115. That is, of course, if I don't get you first. So that's going to do it for this week's show. We try to pack in as much content as we possibly could before you guys got into your fantasy football drafts. And we also had to break down these Madden rankings that came out this week. And also looking at next week's show, I know this week after taking the week off, our schedule's kind of been uh, fluctuating here the last few weeks, depending on what day it drops on the weekend. Uh, when the season comes around, we're going to be on a strict schedule that you guys will be used to. But next week's going to be kind of another uh, not really sure when it's going to drop. Normally, I drop the podcast maybe on a Friday or a Saturday as of lately. Um, it could drop again maybe on Sunday, maybe Monday. Not really sure what my plan's going to be. If I do a podcast before I go up to training camp, I'm going on Sunday. That's going to be the first camp that I go to. Um, maybe I record during, maybe I record after, maybe I just drop an episode before because who cares that much about my trip up there? We'll see. Maybe I save that for the next episode. So stay tuned for that. It could drop anytime next weekend, maybe Monday morning. You might have to wait until then. Uh, but until then, if you're listening for the first time, make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform at RaiderCody.com. Make sure you check out our website. I work really hard on that. It has all the information that you need, all links to social media pages. You can buy our t-shirt there. You can donate to the foundation. Also, there's uh, the call-in number clicked on there. That's 808-650-7220. Right now, we're actually not taking phone calls. We're not really taking any of our new mailbag questions yet, but we're going to definitely deploy that when the season starts. So get familiar with it so you guys are ready for it. Um, But besides that, thanks for tuning in. This episode was brought to you by Raiders Beat, Blue Wire, and Harry's. So, the next time we talk, it's going to be really close to training camp, and I'm getting ready for it, Raider Nation. I hope you're ready. So until then, see you guys.